0: Hello, everyone. It is Jennifer Smith, True Love Scam Recovery, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound. True Love Scam. This is a scam, people. These are not relationships. Not meaning to laugh about that. It's sickening. It's horrific. This is the worst thing you'll ever go through. And you can. And we find value where we find it. We make the value out of this mess. That is not to say, be positive. That is not to say, it happened for a reason. That is simply to say, in line with my philosophy for living, everything that occurs in life, we can create benefit within it, from it, out of it, because of it. And in that way, we live with no regrets, pretty beautiful, right? The other day, someone asked me, how do they get people? And she meant, how do they hook us? What is it? Why are we drawn in? What is it? How is it that so many hundreds of thousands of beautiful, gorgeous, normal people suddenly are enamored, enchanted, ensorcelled, enraptured, mesmerized, hypnotized, locked up within this demon person's life spellbound doing for them, watching ourselves do things we would never otherwise do? How does this happen? This occurs to so many people, right? All over the globe. People from different walks of life, every gender, every economic level. No one is immune to possibly being ensnared by a parasitic pathological predator. So how is it that this parasite is able to catch people? It's not something that's in their control. It is not because they're intelligent or geniuses. It's not a skill necessarily. I would say the majority of them are unaware of why it works for them, how they're able to move into someone's place a week after knowing them or you know, get someone to turn in their retirement and buy them a house or a car or a piece of property or whatever. We do things we would never otherwise do and watch ourselves do it knowing something's wrong in some deep part of ourselves. And that wrong feeling, that dis-ease rises and lowers to different levels of consciousness and awareness, but it is never understood. We never know what it is while we're in this. And some of us don't find out afterwards, but I hope you are one of the ones who does and will. And since you're listening to this, I think that is the case. Because knowing what all this is, is the key to restoring our lives and being user-proof forever. I'm saying these people have an abnormal brain. That can be really hard to swallow. Abnormal? What do you mean? What is that? By abnormal, let's replace it with this concept, neurodivergent. We all have come to accept and respect and love people of varying kinds of what we call now neurodivergence, meaning people who are ADHD, people who are OCD all the spectrums and shades of Asperger's and autism, those are classified as neurodivergence, meaning their brains work in a different way than, we'll just use the word normal again, to make the distinction, not to say that we're better than they are, but to make the distinction. As an example from those types of uh, neurodiversity, ADHD involves four parts of the brain that can be affected and be Different, so that this person that has this brain has challenges that the rest of us might not have. And some of the things that someone with ADHD might do can seem disrespectful towards other people around them. There can be this impulse that occurs, and they'll get a hold of an idea or something they want to do, and they just can't not do it. They're compelled, it's impulse control. The thing is that behind someone who's OCD, ADHD, Asperger's, autism, they still have a conscience. They're normal. They connect. They care. They love, just like all of us. So in that sense, they are also normal in contrast to this other, okay, neurodivergence, this abnormal brain that is in the head of a psychopath slash sociopath. That brain does not care, does not love, does not connect, has two parts of the brain that are affected, and it's due to a set of microgenetic coding that makes this brain. With that brain, they're left without a conscience. They have never felt like or love or care and never will. Any comment they make is in relation to first themselves, The world around them is made up of objects they observe and attempt to use for their own benefit. People outside of themselves are not people. We are things. Recently, I've been watching a documentary on Netflix called I Am a Stalker, and I can see how people are drawn in to believe what one of these psychopaths says from their prison cell interview as part of this documentary. They tell tales of hard childhoods, moving around a lot, being bullied, watching their father beat their mother, jumping in to take the beating for their mother instead of the mother being beat by the father. Well, this happens to a lot of people, these kind of things. And I have never noticed in general that this then turns someone into a psychopath. What I see is that this imprisoned monster who is there because of aggravated stalking, manslaughter, burglary, they are there talking about themselves as if they're wonderful aside from having some kind of thinking problem, some period in their life where they weren't really themselves. And one of them absolutely flat out stated that he never hit a woman, that he would not ever hit a woman. And he, in fact, nearly strangled one completely to her death and shot another in the head. And that's why he's in prison. So their brains are wired to survive, just like ours are though in a vastly different way. All living beings are wired to survive and thrive and live and survive. That is the most primal and strongest impulse that we have is to stay alive. Well, so the psychopath has that as well. And one of the ways they stay alive is by observing what normal people care about and restating those sentiments Or thoughts so that they seem normal. I'm thinking these criminals during their prison time or pre-trial or during the trial or at some point were sent to therapists and psychiatrists or psychologists for assessments. During the therapy things are mentioned by the therapist. Ideas are suggested such as how was your childhood? From the things they hear a therapist point out as important or significant, from the things they see us care about, they know what to pick up and how to repeat or mimic our words, our phrases, the sentiment and expression that causes them to appear to be normal or care about what they have done. So in the documentary, you see these prisoners saying things like, it was because of my childhood, or that's not really me, I've changed now, I've really thought about what I did. And then the really incredible and comical aspect is that the next thing they might say is the complete opposite, and will be an expression of how they have every right To do whatever they did to someone, and in fact, that that person caused them to take that action of violence, stalking, terrorizing. With this, you can see how limited their minds are. It is evident they are not intelligent. They lack self awareness in the sense that they are entirely only about themselves. They really cannot see how they come across outside of themselves. They are entirely about themselves. Limited, predictable, primal, simplistic. They live by instinct and a very limited capacity to understand the world around them because they are a world entirely enclosed on themselves. This is something we really can't relate to. It's very difficult for us to observe them doing this because we live in the absolute opposite way. Our minds function in the opposite way. We do care very much what people around us think, how they feel, how we make them feel, how they make us feel. We're all about it. Connecting, caring, bonding, trusting. That is the normal human brain. Regular, normal human beings must make families, groups, and communities. That's our survival. That connecting, that um, bonding, that trusting, caring about our neighbor, caring about a stranger, caring very, very much about our family and our friends. That's how we survive. This alternate homo sapien, this parasitic predator, the psychopath, cannot bond. They cannot like they don't feel love, they don't care. They're locked in a world of self. So how is it that they survive? What has come packaged within them that allows them to survive? It is a quality that they are unaware of, do not control, have not created. It's a quality that stuns their prey. It happens in a flash that strikes us, hits us hard. When I met the nutbag that I married, I already knew that I was going to marry him. I met him first in a phone conversation, and before he spoke on the phone, I saw a photograph of him online. And that photograph, looking at that photograph, I said to myself, oh my God. This this guy this guy is my husband his work was done before i heard his voice let alone met him this quality they possess that ensnares people stuns people mesmerizes people comes through the digital field in some circumstances without ever 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 meeting this person it could all be done through emails or facebook messenger This is not a skill that the sociopath has. It's an internal quality that is their essence. It's a part of what they are. Have you had the experience of being around a newborn infant or a very young infant? They are incredible. You look at them, you're overcome with joy and their aroma. They smell so delicious. Why? So that we protect them so that we take care of them, so that we love them. They smell good by design. It's an internal mechanism for their survival. The infant has no awareness of this. The predator has a quality that is similar, but is leading us to nothing but harm when it affects us. They have a quality that is internal. It is the essence of them. It is a part of them. They're unaware of it. They don't control it. It doesn't happen because they're a genius or intelligent or a master manipulator. It's simply a quality that stuns us. It doesn't affect everyone. In a group of 10 people that might meet the same psychopath at one time, maybe two people are deeply mesmerized. A few people think, God, he's really cute, kind of, you know, whatever. And the rest of the group thinks he's a creep. These people, the psychopath, work at finding prey 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because it's very hit or miss, mostly miss. It has to be the right, well, wrong set of circumstances for us in our life, in what's going on in our life, and they have to be the, quote, right, and I do mean wrong, quote, person. We do think that they're normal. When you walk outside, is every normal person around you someone you're attracted to? No, it's very specific. So when we click with this psychopath, it's because we think they're normal, we think they're cute, we think they're funny, whatever it is, and something just locks in place. It isn't especially a decision on our part. We are overtaken. And if you've experienced this, you know what I'm talking about. At this point, I think I have talked long enough. So I'm going to sign off, sending you all good things. As always, feel free to reach out to me, Jennifer Smith at truelovescam.com. This is Jennifer Smith with Narcissistic Abuse Unwound.